Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes Scott Garleski and Ryan Cody talk about life, work, comics and booze. Follow the show on Twitter at TIG underscore show and online at www.tigshow.com T-I-G-S-H-O-W dot com Don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show. Go on yourself, big man. You look miserable. No offense. Your hair looks nice, though. <laughs> I need to do something with it. Yeah, I like it, though. Okay. Uh, this is the illustrious gentleman. That's Scott. I'm Ryan. Uh, you can listen to the show on anchor.fm slash show. That's our new page, and you can become a monthly supporter there. You can also click on the support TIG link at tigshow.com. Become a monthly supporter that way as well couple updates for you fools my rash seems to have gone Ooh. away last last week i had a rash now i'm down to just a couple spots a couple itchy spots so i don't know what my wife did like i think she may have put like bed bugs just on my half of the bed or something not quite sure yet i haven't solved that mystery but uh the, the rash has has abated if that's the right word to use i've been worrying about it all week i bet i'm sure you have and uh, the other update is the Kickstarter is still going. My Kickstarter is still going. We've reached the goal, but the goal was set very low. So uh, if you're interested, go to super75studios.com and click on the link there and check it out. Do it. Anything exciting with you, no. Scott, besides your haircut? No. No? All right. Oh, shout out to my boy Gonzo for my tattoo. Yeah, that's what sparked today's topic, at least in my mind. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, shout out to Jay Gonzo at uh, what's it called? Mastodon Mammoth? in Mesa. Mastodon in Mesa, Arizona. Yeah, he's supposed to give me a tattoo as well at some oh, point. Oh yeah. So I hope to go do that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, shout out to Jay. Um, all right, Scott, you just made a noise. What are you drinking today? I'm uh, following your lead from last week. I've got the Lagunita Super Cluster Ale. So we'll see how I like it. Or don't like it. Or Seems don't. To be a trend the last couple of weeks of you you chasing my tail, literally, and then not liking what you see. But hey, if you're going to be running up behind me, you're going to get surprised sometimes. Um, you're going to get surprised sometimes. All right, sometimes. so that's like... So that's like what, like eight, nine percent, eight percent, nine percent, something like that. Uh, yeah, somewhere eight. I, yeah, I literally can't be remembered or be bothered to remember for last week. All right, well, I stopped by one of the mobiles. There's a trio of mobiles in Flagstaff that used to be known for selling their craft beer, and I think now they're going the a different route or something. I'm not quite sure, but everything was on sale today, like super discount. So. Uh, they were selling 99-cent singles Whoa. of whatever craft beer you wanted. So I grabbed a bunch. Uh, and so today I'm drinking a Two Brothers. It says Two Brothers Artisan Brewing. I don't like that term. <laughs> but Two Brothers. It's from Illinois. It's uh, Northwind Imperial Stout, mm. 9.1%. Mm-hmm. It's from Warrenville, Illinois. And I've had a Two Brothers beer once before at Bonus Round in Phoenix once, and I hated it i don't even think i finished it so this should be 
This is kind of fun. And I ended up actually buying three of these just because of the percentage. I mean, how often can you get a 9% beer for a dollar? So hopefully I like it because I got two more in the fridge. Um, it's not wonderfully reviewed. Hmm. On, uh, Interesting. And beer also advocate. not surprising. No. So I'm going to read a review here. Just part of a review from uh, MBP Bug Eye. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Smell. My first whiff left me reeling. Pure molasses. Very intensely unusual. Anise is also very strong. This blend of old man candy is off-putting. There is also plenty of cough syrup. Taste. Acidic coffee with a cough syrup and tart cherry strangeness. There is a distinct dip spit flavor. What? So, I guess he didn't like it. Dip I literally don't get spit anything. flavor? Yeah, like maybe this guy chewed at one point so he knows what the tobacco tastes like. Maybe I'm just stuffed up, but I'm getting no smell, no whiff. Hmm. It, it sounds like it would be pungent. So today's topic was, I thought would be fun because uh, you just got a tattoo, as we just mentioned. Is that your first tattoo? It's my first at 37. And nothing says midlife crisis more than your first tattoo at 37. Yeah, I got a tramp stamp. (laughs) I got my first and only tattoo probably uh, 12 years ago. So I was 30, 30, 31, something like that. So not nearly as pathetic as you. Yeah. Um, did you cry? A lot. Yeah? yeah that was embarrassing. See, that's, I thought about it. I was watching a, um, a show on Netflix about, uh, like, this guy has my dream life. He just goes around and gets tattoos and talks to people who make alcohol and people who make food and just, like, interviews them and stuff. So then I was like, oh, I should find out when Scott's getting his tattoo, and I'll go down, and I'll film it, and I'll make fun of him. And yeah, I thought out. about and then I text- taking something down there and recording while I did it, but I was afraid I was going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so then when I texted you and I said, hey, when are you going to get your tattoo? You said, I got it today. So yeah. I was, story of my life, just a little too late to the party. Uh, yeah, spoilers, though, I did not cry. Oh, yeah. Did you wince, though? Like, were you making a face? No, Did it hurt I, more I was, than you thought it would? I was curling would? dumbbells with the other hand while he did it on one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Flipping through porn mags, chopping down a tree. And Jay Gonzo was slathered all over your arm. Yeah. Yeah. First, he shaved me, and then he lotioned me up. So Ooh. I left him a big tip. Wow. I bet. Yeah. Not the first time you've been shaved and lotioned by another man, but your first tattoo, as you said. Uh, okay, uh, so that's that's I got the I got that thinking that is kind of a midlife crisis thing. Um, so I thought that'd be a fun topic. You know, you guys be the judge of that. I think it's a fun topic. Uh, so when I was little, or little when I was a child, <laughs> I used to th- I used to think that I used to think that a uh, I used to think it was a short when I was shorter. Myself. I did it. Yeah, uh, yeah. When I was not quite as tall as I am now. And even most people, when you say the midlife crisis, most people think it happens in their 50s or 60s. But if you're being honest, we're, I'm probably in my midlife right now. I mean, what do I got? 85 good years in me? If so, I'm approaching my midlife turn right now. Um, so, and I think, I think we've talked about before, our generation, everyone thinks they're so young that even the midlife crisis is going to hit early because we 
I don't know. We want everything to be the way it was, even though that's not going to happen, and we're not even really that old. I, I've totally lost sight of whatever it is you're pursuing here. I'm trying to say maybe our generation will go through a quote-unquote midlife crisis earlier than other generations because we're longing for our past maybe more than they were. Hmm, why do you think that is? Because shit is not looking good for our future. I mean, fuck our children, but I mean, just for us, like... It's not, you know, uh, it used to be 30 years ago, 40 years ago, everyone owned a house, everyone. So you had the luxury of being in your 50s and then wistfully looking back at what you could have done differently or whatever, where now I can't afford a house. I don't really have a solid career. So life was just a lot easier 20 years ago for me. So it's easy for me to look back now, even though I'm not really that old in the grand scale of things, I guess. Yeah, so, sure. All right, let's reset the tables here. So the midlife crisis, I did some research. The The coin was only, the, the coin, the term was only coined in 1965. So it's a fairly new concept. I wonder what it was uh, called before it, then. Let's workshop that. Just sad old man. And then had to <laughs> coin us something for it. It's just but, called crazy. Why is, yeah, why is grandpa sitting alone on a Barker lounger with a box of beer in front of him? Coined by some dude named Elliot Jacques. Um, and then the thing I found most interesting is modern researchers believe it might not even be a real thing. Like they did a study and only like 28% thought they had gone through one. And then when the researcher kind of like dug deeper, it ended up being like 8% of the people that were surveyed actually felt like they went through one. Um, hmm. So so let's define it, it, I suppose, so we can figure yeah, out so, if we're there. So I put some some triggers response some triggers to it is again a deep triggers. sense of remorse for goals not accomplished check a fear of humiliation among more successful colleagues no. check longing to achieve a feeling of youthfulness check needing to spend more time alone or with certain peers check oh my god uh, obviously I only took the ones that I felt applied there's other ones involving like you know sexual prowess and other nonsense but those four things kind of hit the hit the nail on the head, as the term goes, for myself. But yeah, I, I mean, especially in our, you know, especially I think maybe in a career like ours, I guess any career, right? You get these young people coming up, you feel like they're taking your jobs when they're not really taking your jobs, but you feel that way. And especially in comics, everyone coming up is better than any of us were at their age. So we're, I'm already a dinosaur in comics at the age of like 42 or 43, however old I am. I feel like I'm on the downside of any career I had. And to top that off, I don't have a skill set to get another job. Like I've, I've been doing this long enough that I've been out of the workplace long enough that I'm, I think I'm unemployable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm there. I didn't get a call back from PetSmart. The fuck am I going to (laughs) do? I've applied for like five or six jobs and I keep thinking in my head, like, Oh, they just haven't gotten around to calling people back yet or anything like that. And then I got to slowly realize I'm not even good enough to work like a morning shift in a warehouse, like putting things together. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm screaming like I just boxed up five commissions yesterday. I know how to box (laughs) things up and ship them out. Assholes. Uh, So, yeah. So that's kind of the idea because I, you know, you got the tattoo. Uh, work has been sporadic or non-existent. Uh, lots of things are kind of my my kids. In my case, my kids are they don't need me anymore. Like my youngest kid is in high school; he doesn't need me. My other two are in college; they only need my food that I buy them, but they don't need they don't need anything from me anymore. So, 
uh, I guess that's kind of what triggered mm. this conversation. Plus, I get to name the plus I I get to name the episode uh, "Midlife Crisis on Infinite Earths." So I figure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> why not run with that motherfucker? Oh, uh, totally worth it. Yeah. So the first category for the day is if if what would be our ideal oh. midlife crisis? Oh my god! I mean, if we're gonna have one. And there were no limits. Like if I were Bruce Wayne and I had a midlife crisis, what would it be? Yes. What would that entail? What What do you think you would do? What What would those What would that year and a half look like, or that 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 Ugh. year look like in your life? So I can do I can do anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would you start off with the car like other old dudes with white hair? Or I, I don't know. In my head, I don't really have. I don't know. Like the cliche thing is a sports car, right? It's right. Like a, I don't know. That's not my deal. What do I do? I don't know. I it, one of the is it symptoms or or um, I I don't even know what to call the things you just read off like indicators or descriptors yeah, or good. something. Um, was wanting to spend time alone. Mm-hmm. So maybe I just you know go up to the mountains and I. Maybe maybe build myself a cabin, tear my shirt off, yeah, uh, groundskeeper Willie style, and just chop down trees and yeah, grow your beard down to your belly button and just wear overalls yeah. and that's Fight all, like no shirt and, under it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be your ideal midlife crisis, though. Like you could live anywhere on the planet, and your that, ideal that that would ideal be ideal. Place yeah, to... yeah. The the next category would be <laughs> it... vastly different. <laughs> Okay, so ideal for you is to live alone in the mountains like the Unabomber did. Oh, yeah. I love hoodies. Yeah, that guy had the life. Okay, so going off where we're going to live, I would have, I would be nomadic. I would have no home. Mm, I would, mm-hmm. I, I have such, I have such small goals that even my ideal midlife crisis would be to backpack around That's the world and live too. in like, live in hostels and that kind of that kind of lifestyle you know we're like one of those shitty like homemade rvs yeah well that guy that's my uh that that's gonna fall into the next category my ideal category would be a nice motor home you know that you could like tow like the the cool little sports car on the back yeah get to where you're going i've seen like those extreme motor homes or like dream motor home shows on travel channel or whatever where dudes build their own ones out of like school buses or like uh, yeah, that'd be fun. The, yeah. the weird, the like the cool thing in the back where you can drive your sports car up into it and take it with you, so you don't trailer it around yeah. and shit. With the the yeah, walls so- that expand out to make more floor space. Yeah. yeah, like that would be. I I I love the idea, and maybe it's because even though right now I can essentially make my own schedule, being unemployed and all, but I like the idea of not having. Like my wife makes fun of me because whenever I travel, I. I want to get the most out of my travel experiences. So I overplan everything where I think that if I knew I had a year or a year and a half to just do whatever I wanted, then I wouldn't do that. I would just wake up every day. Do I want to drive on to the next town or do I want to, you know, do I want to Bruce Banner and hang out here say, for another yeah. couple of weeks? Uh, that would be ideal because that implies that I don't have a budget. I could just afford to do whatever I wanted, stay wherever I wanted. Uh, so like I would, yeah, I would have no schedule, no house. I would just explore. Obviously, money wouldn't be an issue. I'd hop on trains. 
yeah, just do whatever. Like, I would find out where everybody that I would want to have a drink with lives, and I would slowly make my way around to everybody that I want to hang out with and drink, and uh, I would get, like, a fucking full-sleeve tattoo. I mean, I'd cry the whole time because tattoos <laughs> hurt, but I would, you know, I would do that. Every, every city I went to, I'd get a new tattoo, you know. I would, uh, I don't know. Oh, that's cool. Sports car on, sports car on the back, maybe a motorcycle on the back. You um, need to get a a map of the continental United States on your back. And then you could get each city checked off there as you go. Yeah. That wouldn't be painful at all. Just maybe I'll just do, instead of doing the map, I'd do a, like a version of like a concert T, but on my skin. So it'd be like, you know, April mm. 13th, Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm. uh, you know, April 27th, uh, Chicago, Illinois, you know, I'd get like a tour. That's cool. T tat- tattooed That's to my cool. back. I guess when people are looking at me when my shirt's off, which is never because I'm white as a ghost, they would know where I've been. Are they not looking at you because you don't take your shirt off or because it's like staring into a searchlight? Because it's just, it's both. I mean, I, I, they wouldn't see it because I rarely ever take my shirt off, but when I do take my shirt off, it is, it's like the bat signal, but without the bat part, it's just a spotlight of (laughs) without the bat part. The spotlight of patheticness. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I mean, I've, I've as an adult, I've, I mean, in high school, I learned not to take my shirt off, even when I was skinny, because people would make fun of me for that. But as an adult, if I'm at a friend's house, I figure I'm married, I'm old enough, I don't give a shit, I'll take my shirt off, and people will still comment. Like, other, like, 40-year-old people would be like, damn, you know, like, <laughs> sh- shield their eyes and shit. It doesn't get any easier. When you're a Pudgy. The only thing worse than being like a skinny pale person is being a fat pale person because then they got two things to make fun of you about. <laughs> but yeah, my ideal midlife crisis would involve as much travel, Untanning. alcohol, and hanging out as possible. I think that I think that you you were talking about the need to spend time need to spend more time alone. I focused on the second half of that or with certain peers. As I get older, all I want to do is hang out with like a group of people. Like that I like, not strangers, but you know what I'm saying? Like all I want to do is be social, but with people that I'm comfortable mm-hmm. around. I don't like okay. being alone. The older I get, the the less I like being alone. Really? Uh, yeah, it's, I just get bored with myself. Maybe that's a telling sign. I'm, I'm going to be a total hermit. I'm going to be the old guy that's got like newspapers piled up on the driveway. and We'll have to record like a year's worth of episodes in one weekend. Yeah. Like I'll just show up with like a Gets ham. Pizza delivered like, every night. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just bring a bunch of cured meats and a bunch of beer, and then we'll record <laughs> 52 episodes in a course of three days. It's like my windows are all papered up. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's going to be me. And then I'll, yeah, that'll be like my third documentary or fourth documentary. It'll be like, whatever happened to this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have like your two issues of Batwoman. I was like, he was on the, he was on his way to superstardom. <laughs> and now. Now we're hidden in a bush somewhere because he'll shoot us if we come any closer. <laughs> I have a no soliciting sign out on my mailbox so you don't even make it to the front door. Yeah, you have like one of those uh, dirt roads that leads a mile up to your house and at the front of the dirt road, it's like, you know, no soliciting. If you pass this mark, you take your life into your own hands. It's all booby-trapped and shit all the all way up. All of the signs will be up there. Beware of dog and no trespassing. And yeah. And then, like, the last one, as I get close, it'll be, like, even you, Ryan. And then I'll just be like, oh. And the documentary will go from finding out what's up with you to me walking a mile up a – avoiding it'll be booby traps the for next, a mile. It'll be, it'll be somebody's follow-up documentary to yours with whatever happened to Ryan Cody because I murdered you. 
<laughs> you open the door and you're wearing my face. <laughs> <laughs> and you're holding the two issues of Batwoman. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, two peas in a pod we are. Um, what a future. Anything else on your ideal midlife crisis? Like, I mean, besides just being left alone and... I mean, do you, I think we've talked about this before. You don't really have a, an no, innate desire to travel I, no, or anything I like do. that. No, I do. I really like yours. I mm. think um, I think I could go either way. I, I think bu- I think I could be <laughs> up in the mountains alone, like just <laughs> fishing or whatever for my meals and yeah, doing that sort of thing, or just yeah, being like Eating, being yeah. like the the mysterious stranger that comes into town and work, you know bussing tables until i have enough money for a bus ticket somewhere else that sort of thing solve mysteries and shit so you're bi-curious when it comes to your ideal midlife crisis you could go either way yeah i I could take either one yeah because the second one also involves like a an element of solitude like yeah i i could be whoever i wanted to be yeah that's always fun like uh there's a new hotel downtown don draper that shit yeah, there's a new hotel downtown. It's a Marriott, so it's the first kind of corporate hotel right in downtown Flagstaff here. And uh, it's it's always busy, so it's obviously, if you're a tourist and you're coming to Flagstaff, the first thing you pull up on like Hotels.com is going to be a fucking Marriott. So my wife and I always do the joke that, oh, we should just go in there and act like we're from somewhere else and, and you know, pretend that we're from somewhere else and just have fun. And then I realized I can't afford the drinks at the Marriott <laughs> bar, even in Flagstaff, Arizona, so... It's not going to work out, but yeah, you could be the dude who lives in a mountain or you could be the traveler who eats people's faces and just goes on to the next town. Well, I mean, I wouldn't eat people's faces or anything. Like like you said it, I didn't say it. Like you'd be like a 1950s serial killer. You just go from town to town collecting bodies and paychecks. Paychecks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Though I did just watch um, the Netflix. No judgment zone. uh, Series on Ted Bundy, the the Bundy tapes or something. Yeah. I, I'm purposely not watching that because I don't want to glorify a serial killer, but my wife watched yeah. it because she has no problem doing yeah. that. It's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I hear yeah. about stuff like yeah, that and I think, uh, I hear about stuff like that and I think like it would be so easy to be a serial killer before the age of the internet. Like how did they catch any, how did any of these dudes get caught before the internet came out or DNA came out? I feel like they were idiots. I feel like you had to be That's, an idiot uh, to get caught back law enforcement ingenuity and dumb luck in the case of Bundy. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like, not that I would, but I feel like if I was a serial killer in the forties, I could have collected hundreds of bodies and oh, not yeah. even had a sniff. Yeah. Just got to change up your route. There's all sorts of things you could do, you know, read my book for more information, but that'll be our next um, episode. Reimagining ourselves as 1940s serial killers. <laughs> yeah it'll be our be elseworlds one. episode yes it'll get us on a watch list it's been a dream of mine since we started this podcast let's get the government oh uh, we're we're comic book artists our google searches yeah. have us all over multiple watch lists okay so if our ideal midlife crises are that pathetic how what do you think if you're gonna have one and that question comes later what would a realistic midlife crisis look like? Mm-hmm. Kind of using, kind of using which, kind of using the resources you have now. Maybe so. What I did was I kind of projected another like five years in the future. To hopefully, like, there's a little bit more money, but not a lot more money, not a lot more freedom. Well, I'm sorry, way more freedom because I won't have any kids. But by then, I'll probably be like raising a grandkid because 
that's the <laughs> that's the way my life is trending. Like my life is trending. Like nothing can ever nothing ever goes good for me. So I'll probably be raising a toddler by I, then. But I, honestly, mine probably involves living under an overpass somewhere. Ooh, freedom though. Oh sweet, yeah, sweet totally. freedom. No one telling you what to do except the cops and other homeless people and you know shit like that. Other than that, sounds great. Um, yeah, I, I I would imagine <laughs> uh, some sort of financial ruin. Uh, um, <laughs> this is not going the, not going the way I thought. One or it's, more it's members still... of my immediate family not talking to me because of something I've done. It's still supposed to be a positive thing. I didn't mean like worst case scenario. I meant like no. I can see it going this way. <laughs> this is the most likely outcome. Yeah, because when I when I go fuck up, I go hard. Yeah, when you burn a bridge, that's, it's that's it's, right. It's, I, I no, I I don't a, use matches. Yeah. Right, use explosives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So, I. Uh, I put things like I put it. So my ideal is things that I don't think will ever happen. Maybe when I retire, but not anytime in the next like 10 years. But my realistic midlife crisis is kind of stuff I could do now. If I just had a little bit, a little bit more money, like uh, I, I put drinking kind of on both of these categories. That's a big sign of current midlife. Cri- whenever I Googled midlife crisis, almost every topic was involved drinking. Really? Like everyone started drinking. Yeah. Everyone starts drinking more and shit. Um, my dream retirement, this is another show, is basically going to the same bar every day and being like one of those bar drinkers. Like, remember when you and I went to that bar yeah. the day after Christmas and that one dude showed up and she like just gave him a drink. I think their guy showed up and she just poured him a drink without talking to him and he was by himself. That is my dream retirement is just drink from like 9 a.m. to 4, go home, go to bed at like 4.30 in the afternoon. Like that sounds like heaven to me. I know it's a, it's not very lofty. It's not very, uh, but, people, but that's, people are going to, that's your midlife crisis goal. No, that's, that's realistic. No, no, no. That, no, that's my realistic retirement plan. Oh, if I can afford talking, it, but my, my, no, 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 sorry. My, my, my realistic midlife crisis is instead of traveling the world and drinking, I'm just going to go to like to a dive bar a couple days a week. If I could afford it, drink, I'll travel as much as I can you know, on that budget. Um, but I think mostly a lot of it, and this ties into the drinking and going to bars is I'm just going to probably act up. Like that's going to be my midlife crisis. I'm going to get tattoos. I'm going to try to do things I shouldn't do because I feel like I'm losing my youthfulness or I'm, you know, I'm losing that aspect of myself. So I'll probably make bad decisions. I'll get tattoos. Like if some fucking asshole at the bar is like, Hey man, I got some fucking Coke. You want to do Coke? I'd be like, yeah, let's go do Coke right now. <laughs> let's do to- Coke off the toilet seat. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll, I'll just like start experimenting with hard drugs when I'm like 50. Oh, uh, you know? Yeah. I, if- I feel like neither of ours are going the way of like sitcom, like midlife crisis where, like I said, sports cars and fucking younger people and, uh, you know, hitting on your son's girlfriends and that sort of shit. No, I'm going to be the dude. In reality, I'll probably be the dude embarrassing my sons. Like, they're going to, we're going to go out to dinner somewhere. Or they're going to have, like, a new girlfriend, and I'm going to get drunk and say something stupid. Like, that's what's, that's the reality of what's going to happen. Oh, and then I also happen. won't have the money to pick, I won't be able to, I won't have the money to pick up the bill either. So I'll be that dude, like, well, my 22 year old son, <laughs> my 22 year old son's got to pay for my bar tab. After you order rounds for everybody. 
Yeah. Hey, everyone gets a shot. You get a shot. You get a shot. Hey, young lady, you come over here. You get two shots. That's and right. I'll look at my kid. And I'll be like, you got this, right? You got this? <laughs> There'll be like a lot of winking and like trigger finger, like pistol fingers. What do you call them? Gun fingers? <laughs> a lot of like, like eye winks and yep. noises and shit. Yep. And then the last thing I wrote down here on my realistic midlife crisis is maybe I'll go back to college. I loved col- I loved <laughs> taking college courses. It's one of the things I really enjoyed as an adult. I think I could definitely do that. You could again. go with your youngest. Yeah, I'll, Rodney, I'll be the Rodney Dangerfield, and he'll be the guy who you never saw in another movie, and we could do that. <laughs> That's cool right. Thing. I'll do the triple Lindy in the, on the dive team. Rodney Ooh. Dangerfield. <laughs> 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 now I'm thinking about this Simpsons episode with Rodney Dangerfield. He, Mr. Burns' son. Yeah. Really? And they, and Mr. Burns tries to get him accepted into Yale. And he takes the, oh. <laughs> the entrance exam. How did he do? Let's just put it this way. He spelled Yale with a six. Yeah, I'll be the dude. Like, I want to. I want to enroll in school. And like, what do you want to do? I was like, oh, I'll take some filmmaking oh, classes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh, I'll be like, I'll take some filmmaking classes, or I'll take some photography classes. And they're like, oh, well, you got to take remedial math. So I'll be like in the math with all like the eighteen-year-olds, but I'll be like fifty-eight, leaning over, asking my asking like a someone who could be my granddaughter. Like, oh, how do you do this new math? Like, oh, and then I'll blame it all on new math. <laughs> Like I'll blame it. I'll blame my poor grades and my poor comprehension on like new math. <laughs> Numbers were different when I was your age. <laughs> yeah, back in my day, come oh, on, four man. was a three. <laughs> a two was all you ever needed. Come on, what do you need? What do you need more than a two for? That's what I say. Yeah. That'll be your excuse. That'll be your hip excuse with the the professor. Hey, man, fifty's the new thirty. I can't do this kind of math. Yeah, and I'll be like, look, I've made it. I've made it my entire life with using very limited math skills and they're going to be like, yeah, and you're 58 and you're taking remedial math at a community college. <laughs> what are you, you trying to call me a failure kid? Cause the professor's like 20 years younger than me. Mm. Oh. I'm going to be full of rage in either midlife crisis. <laughs> I think that, I think that's a safe thing to say. Really? Even in the ideal one, the traveling one, not in the ideal one, because I'll have, plenty of money that's the only thing that really enrages me is i get enraged when i can't do something because of money limitations or yeah money can't buy happiness the only people that ever say that are people that have money no shit like uh mike every time my kid comes out of his room like limping because he played a sport the night before and now his legs are sore i'm just like mother like what's what am i gonna have to what am i gonna have to pay for this like what (laughs) coat what's this gonna cost me on my copay like what i mean jesus just i never fucking limped after a day of soccer like what are these kids doing wrong Nowadays, that they're always injury prone. Yeah, I there well, there started uh, something started to happen in my left knee. So whenever I hike or do a lot of stairs or something, I can I I start feeling something in there, doing what it's not supposed to do. And every time I just think, well, this feels expensive. Yeah, just just deal with yeah. it. Yeah, just put mm-hmm. a couple staples in it. It's fine. Oh yeah, just fucking get one of those copper fit and that's what you need. Just get a copper fit and e brace for it. It'll solve everything. Yeah. Copper's magic. Yeah, you'll be doing pitch around with fucking Farver and Jerry Rice. <laughs> you know. Farver. <laughs> Far- 
Yeah, Copper Fit fixes everything. Like, I'm in town to play the Dolphins, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, uh, I'm bummed because I can't get any work. But then I'll just put on like a Copper Copper Fit like head sleeve or something, and I'll just be like, oh, everything's yeah, it's cool like now. pyramids. Like, it's gonna be like, great. Yeah, it's gonna be great. If you put your yeah. your dull razor under a pyramid, it'll sharpen it. There, there is magic to sharpen your dull razor blades. That's the only kind of magic that exists in the world. This town has like a multitude of like uh, gem shops. So I'll just go get like a couple pocket gems. That'll bring me good luck. And you know, magic, magic. (laughs) I talked to my deceased grandmother. No, but if you've got any dull razor blades, I can sharpen those for you. (laughs) Oh, you feel like a miserable piece of shit here. Take this amethyst and onyx and just rub them together four times a day. And then you'll feel like a dumbass piece of shit. (laughs) So congratulations, something else to feel bad about. So I, again, I only have the one tattoo, but I've wanted to get a full sleeve, not like a full sleeve, like a, uh, like a Yakuza sleeve. I want to get something that could be completely covered in long sleeves because where you got your tattoo is the same place. I have my one tattoo. So I don't, I don't, I guess I don't want the full sleeve. I would like two full forearms of tattoos Mm. and that's it. Like, I don't, I don't need like my, my giant pecs tattooed or you know, my sweet ass tattoo, nothing like that. I want to get a full lightsaber tattooed on yeah. my dick. Well, people would be confused as to what that is. I'd have to tell them, no, it's one of the little little prongs on the side of uh, Kylo Ren's lightsaber. It's one of the little guards. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a Lego lightsaber <laughs> is what it is. Get your whole dick tattooed like green, like bright green. <laughs> Every time you get an erection, you play the you play the clip of the fucking lightsaber lighting up. That's what you would have to do to get it inked, though. I mean, they couldn't just do it while it was. Flashing. No, yeah, you definitely have to like tug that shit, and I don't know. I don't even want to talk about dick tattoos. That sounds painful. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna be fully tattooed and homeless looking by the time I'm sixty. At the rate I'm going with my realistic midlife crisis. Sixty. You're gonna see sixty. I have no. No plans on seeing 60. Oh, you'll see oh, no, 60. No, 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 no. By, by then, you'll have four issues of Batwoman <laughs> under your belt. So, I mean. <laughs> That'll be my thing at conventions. Yeah. I'll be the, that old guy that nobody wants to talk to. But I did four issues of yeah. Batwoman over 12 years. I would literally murder 500 people to... Uh, do one issue of Deadpool. Wow. They'd have to be people who deserved it. Like I, you know, like when I oh, talk about how easy, okay. how easily it would be for me to be a serial killer, I'm talking about bad people. So if they handed you like a machine gun and said, "Hey, you need to go into death row and murder 500 people, and you could draw this issue of Deadpool," but if they handed you a machine gun and said, "Hey, you have to go into this orphanage and kill 500 orphans," no, no, I would do but that. If they hand. If they handed me a list of like, uh, let's say, uh, what orphan doesn't deserve it? Yeah, I mean, they put themselves in that situation. Your orphans uh, for a reason. Your mom and dad had to kill themselves to get geez. away from you. God damn it! I... Hold on. No, I mean it's only a hundred and twelfth episode. Probably a hundred and twenty-three overall. It's not like we're new. It's not like we're new to this. I should have learned not first time to today. Yeah, I th- I like your ringer though. Do I, what song did you have a ringer for me? Do I have a special ringer? If I called you right now, what, would it make a noise? Girls just want to have fun. 
Oh, yours is that uh, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard song. <laughs> oh, man, I got so much work to do today, but I'm I'm really the the pump is primed. If you know what I'm saying, then. yeah, I I, I was oh, already sinking pr- into a hole before we started, but now I've got a beer. And- oh, problem is, fuck February. Normally, I'd have three more days to make rent money, but uh, come on, Friday, February, get your due, shit together. Rents due. Rinse due tomorrow. Be a real month. Because February is a bullshit month. Okay. <clears throat> Last category. Everyone's like, thank God, if they're still listening. Do you think you'll have a... And this is, this is, this is true. This is real talk. This is just me and you on a therapist's couch. We might hold hands. We might not hold hands. Uh, do you think you're going to have a midlife crisis? Do you, are, do, do you think that's a weakness? Is it, is it a sign of weakness or is it just kind of, is it something people want to do so they allow themselves to do it or is it something no, that's going to happen no, regardless? No, I think it's uh, well, based on the stats that you read out earlier, it seems more just like uh, random and coincidental than something that that you can expect to happen. And it seems like uh, it's on an individual basis and those people are already primed for that sort of event. Right. They've been waiting for that shit to happen for like 30 years. Yeah, if if there was a certain percentage of people that it happened to in a certain age window, I think there would be some merit to it. But it sounds like it's really just sort of <clears throat> an urban legend sort of thing. Um, and, yeah, and I don't it's, know. I it's mean, on a person by person basis. And it, so I don't even know what you could call a midlife crisis. It sounds like it's just more uh, uh an individual existential crisis sort of thing i mean i don't even like the word crisis <clears throat> pardon me yeah i mean i mean uh genocide in darfur is a crisis yeah. it, it, uh, everybody at some point has that moment of self-evaluation where they step outside of themselves and they're able to see the whole of of whatever it is they're doing and you take stock of what is my life now? What did I want it to be at some point? What do I want right. it to be now? And you have that moment right. where you try to reconcile all of those things. Yeah, it's 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 like that uh, Ralph Macchio movie at the crossroads. Like at some point you get to. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, at some point you get to a uh, a mental crossroads. Do I want to continue? It's not really a crossroads. It's like a fucked up why because you can keep going on the path you've been on. Or you could diverge from the path. I think that's kind of what. Yeah, but a fork implies two different directions. I'm talking about like an off ramp, because if you if you continue doing what you're going to do, that's just the straight line. Mm, I see. I see. There's an exit. Yeah. So one is the same. One is reliability and the same old mm. shit and comfort. And mm-hmm. some people are good with that. I'm worried that if if the opportunity presented itself, I would be that dude who just went the whole opposite way, like off the rails, weird. Like I could be, I could be like a parrot head. I could be a Jimmy Buffett fucking fanatic in like 20 years, like, or a grateful, like a deadhead. Like I just, I think that I'm prime for one life decision to reset my entire timeline. And I think I kind of want, I would, I would enjoy that. I would welcome that, uh, divergence. Uh, even if that means like getting a job at the post office, just something to change up the norm. I'm always looking for that. Uh, I don't know if that's really on topic though that's not really on brand for midlife crisis um i don't know i i think it kind of is i i i would disagree with the the definitions that you read off earlier i think it is more of a uh 
an event or an opportunity to to reevaluate things because i mean life kind of just happens at some point you're i would imagine for the vast majority of people that they kind of just they kind of just go and they live and right people live very passively things happen to them they more often than not people are going to take the path of least resistance the easiest road through whatever comes up um and i know for myself uh, most of the time you know you're sitting in the passenger seat of the ride of your life and yeah so a lot of times you end up places where you didn't imagine yourself It, it doesn't mean they're bad places but they not may not be the places that you wanted to go that you thought yourself you know you thought where you would be um and then so i maybe maybe what's called a midlife crisis or uh uh whatever i, I don't i'm sure there are other similar things there uh, i don't know the names of any of them you know you hop back in the driver's seat and you decide well, yeah. i'm going to put myself here this is where i want to go and that's I don't know. If it seems to me like yeah. that's that's just kind of what this is. Well, it's also you have to be the right kind of person. I mean, there's obviously like the dude who like retires at like sixty because he was or fifty something because they were successful. Having a midlife crisis when your life is set and you can afford to do whatever you want, I don't really think that's a midlife crisis. That's a that's an opportunity afforded to you based on circumstance. Uh, like I don't. Th- for example, I'm the kind of person who would never make another person, you know, suffers the wrong word, but I would never inconvenience another person to do something I would want to do. Right. So like a normal midlife crisis would be like something pops up like, Hey man, you want to go, do you want to go work at a fucking dive shop in Bali for the next year, you know, and just fucking drink beers and work on the beach? Of course I would, but I wouldn't do that. Cause I have a family. I couldn't, I'm not going to be the dude who does that. Uh, so I think there's a type of person who you got to be willing to make sacrifices to do whatever you want to do. I've never done that. And so I guess my midlife crisis would be, yeah, you know, making, make like leaving my family for like three months so I could do what I've wanted to do for 30 years or 20 years. That would be my version of a midlife crisis. And I probably wouldn't take up the, I probably wouldn't do it because I would not like, that's not fair to the other people around me. That, like you said, however you ended up in the current spot you're at in your life, there are repercussions there. You're there for a reason. So I don't know if I could ever, like my version of my ideal midlife crisis would probably never happen. Because how could I leave everybody I know for six months to do that? To backpack around Europe, you know, at at, at 50. Like, I couldn't sure. do that. I couldn't leave, my, couldn't leave my family for six months so I can <clears throat> fucking live out some juvenile well, I mean, bullshit. You could. When all your kids are oh, I f- out, well, yeah, I physically could, but you know, I, 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 I don't know if I have that in me to just kind of make everyone else bend to my whims. Would you be okay with that then? Not doing? Oh, that? I would all. No, I would always complain about it, but it's a decision I made. Just like like last night, I had a lot of work to do, and my wife was sitting here, and she's like, "I'll make dinner if you want to keep working," and I was like, "No, nah, I'll do it. I got mm-hmm. it." Like, it's just, it, it's, I don't know. I'm so used to doing it. There's, there's part of me that feels like it's my only usefulness is like driving them to school or making dinner or whatever. Yeah. It's my only value. Yeah. So I don't no, want to give that it. up. Fuck. All right. Back to our, back to the last question. 
do you do you think you're gonna have a midlife crisis? Is that in you? Do you think? I'm not talking like a full blown one. I'm just thinking anything. Is it in you <clears throat> to? Is it in, is is it in you to, to really sit back and maybe take I've stock? already had one. Yeah, that was my answer. Is I think I'm in the middle of one right now, but again, I'm not willing to make any drastic changes. I don't want to make any drastic changes, but I am. I do have. I do have all those trigger points or all those those things I mentioned earlier. You know, like it's. I don't know. Like, like uh, my version of my version of a current midlife crisis is, oh yeah, I'm gonna do a show in Kansas City, but I want to fucking drive to that show, and I want to fucking have fun while I'm doing it, or like you and I go into Charlotte, I want to make a road trip out of it, I want to have fun, I want to make a week trip out of it, like a week long trip out of it, like that is like a pathetic man's version of a midlife crisis. Like I don't want to treat it like a business trip, I want to treat it like a life event. Like let's have fun, let's do it, let's make a memory, rather than let's just go to a convention. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's like, a, yeah. that's like a youthful, <clears throat> weak ass dude's mentality. No, that's, that's, <clears throat> that's a, how a life should be lived man, mentality. Possibly. Either way, I want to get a motorcycle or a scooter, oh, maybe yeah. some tattoos. Motorcycle. Yeah, some tattoos. Yeah, be fun. What if we bought a motorcycle and a sidecar and <gasps> we went to Charlotte like that? <laughs> you would have to be in the sidecar for 32 hours because I couldn't, <laughs> what? my knees, my knees couldn't about? handle it. <laughs> Oh, or we'll get one of those big gold wings with the back seat and stuff, and then we'll just take turns hugging the other person while the other person drives. <laughs> what? Are the, what's the new thing? The the three wheel things. The one with the wheel and the single wheel in back, yeah. or the single wheel no, in the front. Single wheel yeah. in back. They're ridiculous, but yeah, that, that's totally like <laughs> what old like midlife crisis guy thinks is cool. Mm-hmm. We'll just bungee our banners and shit to the back of it, and like have like <laughs> Bristol we'll get, board flying no, you out get as a little going. trailer on back, the little two wheel oh, yeah. trailer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I agree. Let's do that from U-Haul okay. or whatever. We sign yeah. all the paperwork and buy the insurance because you know <laughs> we're still responsible older idiots, but we want to look cool. <laughs> oh, oh, I never buy the insurance. Okay. All right. What do you think about your uh, your your uh, clusterfuck ale? Uh, it's tasty. Yeah, um, it's not really as sweet. I mean, it's kind of sweet, but it's not super sweet. It's like it's like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's All abrasive, right. and it makes you want to <laughs> cross to the other side of the street when you see it coming. But you're still like drawn to it, and you can't tell. You like you don't know why. It's like an abusive mate. You know, like oh, they sometimes they love me. Sometimes it's nice. It's kind of like that, I guess. Um, I'm describing you now. So, what do you what do you think about it? What are you gonna rate it? Uh, um. Mm, mm-hmm. I'd go to a four. Do a four. Ooh, I think that's what I gave it last week. So, winner, winner, chicken dinner, as the children say, in 1994. Yeah, they don't say that. Yeah, no. They say, I hate you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had the Northwind Imperial Stout. Boy, do I know. Northwind Imperial Stout by Two Brothers Artisan Brewing from Warrenville, Illinois. Um, it was completely unforgettable and unabrasive, but it's also nine it's also nine percent. There it goes. We almost we made almost it a show. the whole episode. <laughs> Um, so it's 9% and it's, it's, 
not terrible. So I'm going to give it a three. It's whatever. I wouldn't pay like 12 bucks a four pack for it or anything like that. What are, what's your, what are your dogs at? What's know. going on down there? <clears throat> Probably another fucking Amazon box. Mm. Get like five of them a day now. Yeah, that's how that's how that show on Netflix went, right? That lady who made all the noise on Netflix. I don't know what you're talking you gotta, about. You got to purge. There's, it's like a, a Netflix show that everyone was loving. Getting rid of all your clutter. But once you get rid of all your clutter, you're going to want to re-clutter. Like, I need some Funko Pops. That's what I want. There's a hundred Funko Pops. Oh, are those the toy things? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I put my office together, but I didn't pull out any of my action figures. Because I reminded myself that I was 37. Uh, I thought you were going to go a different route when you said pull out. I whipped out all my alcohol, though. Yeah, well, that's important. Uh, All right. So, anything else before I wrap this up? Um, I can't think of anything. Go have yourself a midlife crisis. It sounds like fun. It does sound like fun. I wish I could do it properly instead of improperly like I am now. Uh, Upcoming projects is on here. Um, Nothing big for... Well, you got an issue of Super Suns coming out. That's cool. Yeah, that's sometime. Uh, Yeah, sometime soon. Um, Follow us on Twitter at TIG underscore show, at Ryan Cody, at Scotty God for what good that'll do you. All the past episodes are available on TickShow.com. If you enjoy the show, go to TickShow.com, click on the support TIG link. Uh, check out my Kickstarter at super75studios.com, which is my website. And uh, even though you can't see it and he's not going to read it, just just tweet to Scott and let him know you like his hair because it looks good. Sure. I'll do it up for you next time. I'll put some product in Thanks. It. Oh, I appreciate that. All right. Uh, I guess I'll talk to you next week if we're both still around. I might be backpacking through Europe at that point. I, or, or maybe I could have hit my, my midlife crisis at 18 so I could die tomorrow. If that's true. Yeah, I could be sleeping in a sleeping bag on the curb by this time next week. So uh, I guess tune in next week to find out how how far we've fallen. Yeah. Are we still alive? Who knows? Did we make it? Will, will there be a TIG show 113? I don't know. Oh, I don't Who like knows? that number. Ooh, yeah. Did right. we? Well, I guess we're done. I guess we had an episode 13 and nothing happened. Yeah. Oh, well. For our last episode, it's pretty nice. Uh, say goodbye, Scott. Goodbye, Scott. Uh, that was terrible. I want to take that again. Yeah. Nope. Oh. Can't. This is only one per show. All right, bye, Scott. Uh.